Welcome back to the Corporate Musclecast. Well guys, something a little bit different to what we usually do. Uh, this episode is a replay, a share from the Future is Gold podcast. So as you guys know, I do have a corporate job. I'm not just a guy who sits behind a mic all the time. And uh, so in my day job, my corporate life, I am working in sales uh, with a FinTech in the payments industry in Australia. So I was very fortunate over this past month to be invited onto the Future is God podcast, which is run by one of my clients, uh, Norgets.io. They're an app in the gold buying, selling digital wallet space, uh, pretty much global. I mean, they're in Australia and Singapore and America and so forth. So listeners out there, check them out. I'll put some links in the show notes. But it was a great opportunity to collaborate in this little podcast where we talk about the uh, cash of society, the future of payments and digital payments um, in Australia and around the world. So sit back, have a listen, I hope you enjoy it, and uh, please check out the Futurist Gold podcast and all that norgoods.io can offer as well. Enjoy. Welcome to the Futurist Gold podcast series, hosted by Alexandra Cosma. We believe in empowering you to take control of your future so you can live the life that you want. And we do that by allowing you to buy, send, spend, earn, and secure the world's oldest currency, gold, while being supported by modern technology. At Nuggets, our mission is clear. We're making gold accessible for everyone by giving you the knowledge and expertise needed to make informed and smart financial decisions that benefit you. Hi, and welcome back to the 16th episode of the Future is Gold podcast. I'm your host, Alexandra. The 21st century has seen a lot of changes and development within the finance industry, and the continued digital acceleration that we're seeing will only keep this momentum of growth going. In just a few decades, digital payments have gone from being rare to standard practice. In fact, for many, the question is no longer about whether we should use digital payments, but rather how can we make those payments faster, better, and more secure? On this episode, I'm joined by a man who can definitely speak a little bit more on this topic, Trent Daniel, Enterprise Sales Director at Azupay. Azupay are specialists in real-time payments and the first to offer consumer-to-business payment solutions using the new payment platform and PayID. Driven by innovation, Azupay enables Australian businesses to improve their cash flow and reduce fraud. Trent, it's really great to have you here. Can you tell our listeners how exactly Azipay are making payments faster, safer, and smarter? Yeah, certainly, I'm Sandra, and thank you for having me on. Uh, so Pay, we work very closely with the, uh, the banks and businesses throughout Australia to deliver solutions that are utilising what's called the new payments platform, which in essence is the Australian version of what other countries know as their faster payment systems. The new payments platform allows for uh, customers to people to make payments utilizing an alias for their bank account, which could be their email address or their mobile phone number, similar to other countries that do the same. And with regards to what Azupay provided is a solution for businesses to create uh, pay IDs at a transaction level specific for customers to make payments to them. So that could be a customer level pay ID or it could be an invoice and transaction level to solve the gap for e-commerce in a digital world. 
Well, we're really excited at Nuggets to have partnered with you guys, um, and you're now definitely making it even easier and faster for our Australian customers to get their hands on some gold 24-7, 365 days a year, which is fantastic. Trent, it's really great to join your impressive list of partners. I know that you've partnered with a lot of other businesses. Um, and since partnering with Azupay, we've certainly received a lot of positive feedback from our customers who just absolutely love the ease of payments, you know, with integrated features, as you mentioned, such as Pay2 and Pay ID. Can you talk a little bit about these features for our audience? Yeah, definitely. And look, it's been an exciting journey to be a part of, uh, I guess, launching with, with August in, in Australia. Um, what we've done with with Norgut is to implement the pay ID and pay to functionality as well as our pay out. So just to simplify those into three topics, pay ID is a push payment utilizing the, uh, like I mentioned before, the unique pay ID for that customer. So when a Norgut customer is utilizing the, the app in their wallet and they want to deposit funds, they can choose pay ID as a, a bank transfer option. Norgut's produce a unique pay ID for that customer based on their mobile phone number at, and it's an email format, so it's their mobile phone number at norgets.io, and it also links the transaction amount. So when the customer utilizes that pay ID in their banking app to make the transfer, we validate the transaction and provide a real-time response into Norgut's app so the customer has access to those funds to buy and sell gold immediately within their Norgut's app. Pay two is more of a standing mandate. Now, pay, pay two is a world first in the faster payment systems. What we have done in Australia with pay two is allow for customers to provide a ongoing agreement for a merchant such as Norgut's to be able to debit their account in real time utilizing their pay ID or their account number. Now, with this process, the customer actually approves the agreement inside the banking app in the first instance. From that point on, whether they want to do a recurring payment, so make a, a weekly deposit, for example, when they get paid, or if they want to do one ad hoc on a random basis, they can trigger that from within the Norgut's app. And uh, again, those funds are immediately transferred into their Norgut's wallet for use with buying and selling gold. The payout feature, which we also provide to Norgut's, is where we can provide for real-time withdrawal funds into the customer's primary bank account. So Norgut's can capture the customer's pay, their own personal pay ID or their account details and make a real-time transaction from their Norgut's wallet into the, the consumer's personal bank account. So these are real-time, safe and secure, and no personal information is, is shared into the marketplace. So a very, very secure method of payment. Well, you are certainly, Trent, helping us to deliver our promise of investing in gold being as easy as saving in a regular bank account. Um, improving customer experience, I think, is such a big one nowadays with customers really looking for speed, convenience and instant gratification. We've seen, Trent, with um, gold transactions that people really want to be able to buy it today. They don't want to wait for a slow bank transfer to clear. Do you think that consumers are demanding a higher standard in this decade? They definitely are, Alexandra. What we see, and this is not just within the gold buying environment, but across all consumer platforms, you know, we're so used to instant gratification. We used to be able to make a, um, a payment with an Apple Pay with a double click, that, that kind of thing. So what we've brought to life with the new payments platform and through PayID and Pay2, this streamlined real-time access to their bank account directly without the need to go through the major card schemes, reduces costs, reduces friction, and makes it very simple to use. So customers are expecting this kind of access today. And definitely the slow process of traditional EFT transfers um, is being avoided. 
So much more for the customer expectation. I love that word streamline. <laughs> yeah. Good. Very good word streamlined. Yeah. Um, it also plays out when we see in other industries. So if someone is investing in the stock market, they don't, they have to deal often with the delay of making a funds transfer and waiting for one to three days to be able to use those funds in their trading platform. So what Norwitz has done with the PayID solution is what other merchants are trying to do as well. They're able to make allow the customer to make that deposit in real time to be able to buy the gold in real time. Well, you're certainly raising the bar in uh, fast service, um, and we've definitely seen the way that businesses pay and get paid has evolved, but so has the way that consumers nowadays spend and access their money. Um, we've definitely seen an increasing push towards digital payments, as you mentioned, with the double click of the mobile phone. You know, it's contactless um, mobile wallets and apps. They've almost become the norm nowadays, Trent. Some experts are even predicting that the future of money is to become completely digital. Do you think that we're heading towards more of a cashless world? Going fully cashless is an interesting concept. And I think it's a very challenging one for a lot of people in this world, especially in the environment we are in after COVID. In terms of the technology, there is definitely the technology available to enable for a cashless world to exist. And we are moving in that direction. When we look at, say, for Australia, for example, the use of cash in transactions per capita has dropped on an annual basis from you know, well over 300 on a, on a regular quarterly basis down to under 200 transactions a quarter. And that's only in the last kind of 15 years. We're seeing a significant rise in debit cards um, as the predominantly most common uh, payment channel of choice. And that's also accessed through things like digital wallets utilizing a debit card like in Apple Pay or Google Pay, et cetera. The technology is there, but there are some definite challenges with regards to that there will be pushback from people who are afraid of losing access to cash and afraid of the control. Absolutely. And I think, um, you know, such transformations that we're seeing of the financial landscape would, would have profound implications. Um, we've already seen in Australia, like bank branches and ATM numbers are falling. Um, cash circulation and access to cash is definitely reducing. Trent, what's your medium of exchange for daily expenses and transactions? Do you still ever use cash or are you more into digital wallets and apps? I'm definitely the digital native person. Um, I still have to use cash occasionally. I recently moved house and uh, I'd organised a moving removalist to help with the move and I was forced to pay with cash. I had to go find an ATM and take money out to pay him. He wouldn't take electronic funds transfer or a pay ID because this is one of the challenges is with that cashless society, or I should say the move to cashless society, is that there'll be people who still want to use cash to avoid tax, to avoid the regulatory framework that exists. Um, but yes, yeah, so for myself, I prefer to use Apple Pay and uh, Pay ID are my two preferred options of payment. Definitely. I think as well, um, the pandemic certainly fundamentally changed how people handle and regulate money. Um, I remember, um, you know, trying to pay for things with cash during the pandemic and people not wanting to even accept cash due to, the, to curb the spread of germs. Do you think that COVID-19 perhaps played a part in accelerating the switch away from cash and towards more quick and easy digital payments? Oh, most it certainly has. It has definitely had a big impact. So the pandemic, the switch to, there's a combination, the, the fear of spread of germs, and it was talked about in the media and people pushing to avoid using cash for that reason, but also the enablement of new technology. So in Australia, QR codes became ubiquitous. Prior to COVID, 
QR codes are only really ever used by the Asian digital wallets, so WeChat Pay, Alipay, etc., and not really used by Australians at all. When it came to the pandemic, we started using QR codes as the check-in method for contact tracing. So that really made the QR code ubiquitous and people accepting to use them and are more prevalent to use those in transactions today. And what we're seeing as well uh, on the Azipay front, one of the features of our product, which is not being used by um, Norwitz because of the app environment versus the retail environment, but our uh, PayID platform allows for a generation of a QR code. And we're seeing demand for customers who want to use our QR code uh, feature inside retail stores as well. So the pandemic has been driving that because of QR code adoption. Um, But at the same time, that's also creating the barrier. While a lot of people in Australia saw in other countries around the world, the level of control and dogmatic push by governments over the people has actually created a level of reluctance to go fully cashless and to remove that from society. Because a lot of people are concerned that once they, they lose the ability to trade in cash, they then lose the ability to be free of government oversight. So that's kind of the, the double-edged sword the pandemic has brought in this uh, cashless direction. Absolutely. There's certainly pros and cons um, of moving towards a cashless society. I guess, you know, um, there's been an article in The Balance which um, published some of the benefits um, and they mentioned things such as a reduction in crime rates um, with, you know, not as much tangible money around to steal, uh, less money laundering, um, you know, thanks to digital paper trails. You mentioned your remove list that only wanted to be paid in cash perhaps to um, avoid paying taxation. So it kind of cuts down on those kind of things. There's, you know, less time and costs involved in handling, storing and depositing paper money. And also, as we mentioned, it's just sometimes easier to have those digital wallets, to have everything digital, particularly when you're traveling internationally. You kind of take it, um, you add a little bit more of an element of safety. But yeah, certainly cons as well. Um, What do you think would be some of the challenges or disadvantages of being an increasingly cashless society? You mentioned um, people kind of, you know, liking cash, um, but are there any other things that you think could be potential disadvantages, Trent? The main disadvantages I see are a combination of like that colloquial pushback of control uh, and people wanting to avoid regulatory oversight. And that's kind of the, you're going to have a, a you're going to create a secondary economy that still uses cash. So while formally there'll be a cashless lever, there'll be a secondary economy which will only trade in cash and that will, that will kind of continue on and that will create its own level of friction. When you look at today, for example, in Australia, there are $300 million $100 notes. That's, I think it's about five times the number of $5 notes are in the country. You see $5 notes everywhere, but you rarely see a $100 note because they're typically being used hidden away as secret savings or being used in organized crime and that kind of thing as well. $100 notes cover a large amount of money with a small weight to them. Uh, so that will kind of economy will probably tend to continue to exist after the, a cashless society gets pushed through. But then from other disadvantage point of view is you have a heavy reliance on technology to be ready and available to transact with. Having worked in four banks and a fintech and a telco across the last 16 years and been in the payments world the entire time, I've seen every single bank I've worked for, I've seen collapse in their electronic processing at some point. Um, for what could be a few hours, could be a day or two, or in one case for several days. So the robustness of the digital economy needs to is only as 
good as the technology behind it, as the, uh, the bank institutions that allow those funds to be transferred. Because ultimately, for a cashless society to work, we need real-time access guaranteed every single time. So there is that significant disadvantage, that reliance. The other piece is, if we're doing uh, relying on FPOS terminals that are plugged into power, if the power is out, you can't transact. So there's multiple little things that need to be resolved before we can fully go to a cashless society. Absolutely. Well, I think it's really interesting, perhaps, to take a look at a country like Sweden, Trent. Um, they're currently at the forefront of becoming a cashless society, gearing up to become the first cashless nation in the world. The country has a publicly stated mandate to go cashless completely by the end of this year. Um, even before COVID, about 75 to 80% of transactions in Sweden were already cashless. What are your thoughts on their progress? Well, Sweden's made fantastic progress with movements towards uh, cashless. And a lot of that was just driven by being technology adopters. You know, they saw a reduction in usage of cash from 40% to under 10% within about a 10-year period. So they're definitely on the right path. They're using technology and fintech partners to make that happen. You know, a, a big example for what's helping them to drive that success is mobile payments utilising the mobile bank ID, same, similar to what Australia have with the Pay ID and the new payments platform. So they're making great headway with technology. Um, they've also implemented, well, they have a, an interesting law in place which allows for merchants to decline cash as a payment option, even though it is liquid tender. Other countries don't have that option. Uh, merchants don't have the option to decline the accepting cash based on legal tender rules. So having that in place in Sweden has enabled them to you know, get ahead further and, and push people towards uh, you know, utilising digital transaction methods as much as possible. And Trent, how do you think Australia is performing sort of in this race to go digital? Do you think the way that we pay will continue to become increasingly digital? I, I definitely think so. I mean, I'm seeing that day to day. Um, we saw the pandemic as we discussed, and that had a real escalation effect with the move to digital. But we're seeing to con um, continue. We're seeing in, in my space, in, in the payments industry, we actually have a lot of technology coming out that is moving to allow for uh, digital transactions that would oft normally be a, a cash kind of interaction. A good example is, say, um, people who are street vendors who are distributing a a charity package or collecting donations. And the, that would be traditionally the avenue of cash. People have got change in their pocket, notes, more money to be able to pay for a magazine or a donation or etc. What we're seeing now is street side vendors who are presenting their pay ID to take a payment in real time in that instance because people aren't really carrying cash anymore. So they have to adapt. So I think Australia is definitely on that path. There is less and less cash being used by people. And we're, as I said before, we're seeing that trend. The Reserve Bank published these, this data on an annual basis and uh, the significant trend on NPP coming up, debit card usage especially coming up, credit card is coming down generally, um, but cash is significantly in the way out. Uh, following a very similar line that checks went through when we really been moving towards a checklist society as well. Um, unfortunately, those listening here in America, You'll be checks for a bit longer, <laughs> but <laughs> Australia's um, managed to get rid of checks um, pretty much across the board. Uh, they are still legal tender, but they're not really used at all. Um, but cash is on that same path to, to where checks went to. 
Absolutely. My grandmother wrote me a birthday check a couple of years ago and I was a little bit dumbfounded what to do with it. So <laughs> they've definitely been on the way out. Well, Trent, Azupay's um, innovative products are certainly designed for today's digital economy. And with more than 12 million Australians already having adopted Pay ID, the next decade is certainly shaping up to be one full of trans- transformations and rapid innovations in this space. Trent, thanks again for your insights on this episode. Do you have any final thoughts or comments or anything you want to leave our audience with, perhaps in regards to Azupay? Look, the... Uh the digital economy is an exciting time. Payments in Australia is changing very rapidly. And with PayID launched in market, Pay2 is really now just starting to ramp up and we're seeing a great surge of interest coming through from businesses. So anyone out there who uh, is dealing with consumers on a frequent basis and looking for a solution to receive their money faster, safer, and cheaper than other existing payment methods, reach out as you pay. There's that. We're happy to help. It's been great to talk to you. We looked at the increasing possibility of a cashless world, the potential benefits and drawbacks of a cashless society. And we also discussed the real world example of Sweden as a country that's implementing a more cashless system. Are you ready for the changes in the finance industry? To learn more about the latest financial trends and insights, follow our podcast for more episodes. And don't forget to check out azipay.com.au. Thanks again, Trent. Thank you, Alexandra. It was a pleasure. Thanks for listening to the Future is Gold podcast. For links and contact details relevant to this episode, please see the show notes. Don't forget to subscribe to our podcast series so you'll know when the next episode is live. And follow Nuggets on social media for more gold standard content. Information contained within this series is general in nature and not directed to your personal situation. So please reach out to us or your financial expert for a more tailored approach. This podcast is a Story League production.